News and information for Sydney. 2CL1170. Macquarie National News at 10. Good evening, I'm Laura Parr. A Liberal senator has quashed rumours of a leadership battle within the federal government. It's understood Communications Minister Malcolm Turnbull has been approached to challenge the Prime Minister for the top job as early as this week. Minister assisting the Prime Minister for Women, Michaelia Cash, has told Sky she's not prepared to gossip. I support the leader. That's it. And uh, I'm not going to give anybody a headline uh, for tomorrow because the only headline I want to see, quite frankly, in my portfolios uh, is what the government's doing in relation to domestic violence. The organisation leading the campaign against domestic violence is sceptical of a push by Labor to hold a summit on the issue. Opposition leader Bill Shorten has called on the Prime Minister to jointly host a bipartisan national crisis meeting next month. But White Ribbon Australia CEO Lisa Davies says there are better courses of action. I'm not sure if a justice summit on its own will go any way to addressing what we know are the critical issues at the moment. And the cost of such summits, you have to ask, is it better to invest those resources in taking forward the actions as the PM has flagged fast-tracking reforms? A man's been charged for allegedly beating his dog in Sydney's west. Officers were called to South Penrith when a member of the public saw the 36-year-old allegedly grab his Staffordshire terrier pup in a headlock before punching and kicking him. The dog has been taken into care by an animal welfare organisation, while the man will face court next week. Police leading the investigation into the disappearance of William Tyrrell say the abductor should be feeling very uneasy given the high amount of public attention. This weekend marks marked one year since the then three-year-old vanished from his grandmother's home on the New South Wales mid-north coast. Detective Inspector Gary Jubilant has told Channel 9 anyone with information needs to come forward and his abductor shouldn't feel safe. I think there'd be a great deal of uh, pressure on, on the person given the uh, extent of the uh, interest in the matter and the, the focus of the matter from the public's point of view and uh, I'd be feeling very uncomfortable if I had uh, knowledge or involvement in a crime like this. A man is in a critical condition after he was allegedly beaten over the head with a scooter in Sydney's inner suburbs. It's understood a 55-year-old man intervened in an argument between a 21-year-old man and woman in Marrickville around midday yesterday. The 21-year-old man is alleged to have shouted at the older man before hitting him in, in the face with a scooter. Briefly, Thai police have called in a doctor to remove a stolen diamond worth almost $400,000 from a Chinese woman's large intestine, and wildfires are continuing to spread through the northern sub- northern California. In finance, one Australian dollar is buying 70.92 US cents. 2CH 1170. Sports. Cronulla has set up a showdown with North Queensland in week two of the NRL finals after smashing South Sydney. The Sharks were in complete control as they brushed aside the Rabbitohs 28-12 at Allianz Stadium. But they have their worries through with Michael Ennis on report for a high tackle. 5'8", Jack Bird has told Macquarie Radio it'll be a tough task next week in Townsville. Yeah, mate, you know, we've beat them twice, but we can't take that into our own hands. You know, we've got to work hard. Uh, They played well. uh, They were unlucky last night. They played well against the Bronx. 
The Rabbitohs will join St George Illawarra as the casualties from week one of the finals. Australia's tour of England comes to an end tonight, with the fifth and final one-dayer currently underway at Old Trafford. The series is locked at 2-all after the Aussies held a 2-0 advantage. All-rounder Gre- Glenn Maxwell feels they aren't executing well enough. Obviously got a bit of work to do. I think our, um, our process is fine. I think what we're, what we're trying to do is, is fine. We're just not really executing at the moment. England is currently 8 for 129 after 31 overs. North Melbourne has set up an AFL final showdown with Sydney after beating Richmond at the MCG. Mark Winterbottom has claimed the Sandown 500 from Chas Mostert and Shane Van Gisbergen. And Novak Djokovic is a slight favourite for tomorrow morning's US Tennis Open final against Roger Federer. It's four and a half past ten. This is Macquarie National News. 2CH1170. Up to the minute Sydney weather forecast. Clear tonight, sunny tomorrow with early fog patches in the west, 13 to 24 degrees on the coast, 10 to 27 in the west. Right now in the city, it's 19 degrees, that's three above the average. It's 15 degrees at Bankstown, 14 at Campbelltown, and 16 degrees at Gosford, Lucas Heights, Penrith, and Terry Hills. Humidity at 82%. I'm Laura Parr, that's the latest Macquarie National News. 2CH1170. This is Sunday Night Open Line with Dominic Steele. 1300 1170. Dominic Steele here this evening, filling in for Kel Richards tonight. And what did you think about what the Archbishop of Sydney, Glenn Davies, had to say about Christians caring for refugees? If you want to give us a call and take part in that discussion, 1300 1170. And uh, for those holding the line, we'll come to you shortly. Coming up this hour, also, we're going to be talking to Greg Clark from the Bible. Society about the future of Kurong Books. They've uh, they've just bought Kurong Books, fifteen stores of Christian books, and what's going to change? What's going to stay the same? But first up this hour, a complete change of thinking. And well, actually, it was that little four-year-old boy that was uh, washed up on the beach that galvanised the thinking and the emotions of the world uh, as we think about the Syrian uh, refugee crisis. But a complete change of thinking. I've got a couple in the studio, Kath and Otto Peters, and uh, they've just been round the garden and back again um, with their little boy, Noah. They're from Broken Hill. Um, uh, Kath and Otto, thanks. It's good to see you again. Thanks very much for coming in. Thanks for having us, Dominic. Now, your little boy has just, Noah, has just had brain surgery, and uh, we're we're going to talk about that in a moment, but can you take us right back to the beginning, and uh, perhaps we start with you, Otto. when did you realize he's six years old? When did you realize something was wrong? Uh, from about four to six months of age, we noticed he didn't use his left hand. He really favoured his right hand, and we thought we thought he's probably just right-handed. And then we found out kids aren't don't really sh- favour a, a side until about eighteen months. So mm. we we thought we'd uh, get it further looked at, and we we had a diagnosis of cerebral palsy just before i think his first birthday and we had an mri in adelaide which confirmed that and the neurologist in adelaide said that uh children who have cerebral palsy sometimes will have epilepsy as well but most of the time that's uh successfully treated with medication and um or they grow out of it so we didn't think too much about epilepsy for for noah's future he didn't have epilepsy um, for those first couple of years, but then he did start to, he had his first seizure and it got worse. Unfortunately, he did fit into that category that, uh, 
where medication isn't successful and it just continued to get worse. He was on six or seven medications. Wow. And by the very end, which is around Easter time this year, we, he was um, having seizures every two to three minutes. Every two to three minutes. And that continues through the night. So he's not building memories or anything like that. So it's quite debilitating and it was just getting worse. And that's that's with a very comprehensive um, uh, medical regime through the through Six the or seven medications. Yeah, that's right. And, every, and, and what does a seizure look like? There's, there's many different types. Um, the, the seizures that Noah was having went from about five to ten seconds and, and he just sort of disengaged from the environment around him and then would re-engage again. But when they uh, continued to happen so closely, the, the brain was trying to reboot itself and so he was just in a constant fog and, and so a conversation with Noah would just always end halfway through and mm. you wouldn't get a response. And it, Kathy, to, Kathy yeah. you described it as fizzy heads. Oh, well, actually, that was Noah's description of what was happening and his younger brother, Joshua. But it was actually, um, yeah, it was pretty comprehensively debilitating for him in the end. Mm. Um, we had to take him off certain medications to prepare him for surgery. And it was at that point, as Otto said, the seizures picked up and mm. we were seeing them incredibly frequently. And yeah. and not able to to do things like read or anything like oh, that? Oh, no, no. No. In fact, at first, with a lot of seizures, he was um, sort of stagnating in terms of education, but then towards the end he was actually regressing, mm. um, both in spoken language and written language and lots of areas of life. You can mm. imagine if you had to reboot your computer every three minutes yeah. that you wouldn't get very much done. What was the process then of deciding we need to have an operation? Because that's a brain surgery is a scary thing. Especially the kind that Noah had. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah well, the process uh, for us started um, by meeting a paediatrician in Broken Hill who actually recommended that we see an epileptologist. Mm -hmm. And that's a pediatric uh, neurologist who specializes in epilepsy. And so we moved um, from seeing a pediatric neurologist in Adelaide to Sydney Children's Hospital. And we we wrote this lady, um, Professor Annie Bai, we wrote her a letter and asked her around Easter time, would she consider seeing us because we were on the East Coast? So Easter of this year. And um, she's a very compassionate lady and she read our email and our plea for help basically and agreed to see us um, later that week. Mm -hmm. It was during the school holidays at Easter time. And so we were staying on the mid-north coast and raced down to Sydney to fit in with her appointment schedule and um, she saw the MRIs that we had taken recently and decided pretty much from the beginning she was hinting at a hemispherectomy surgery that that would be necessary and that's where they disconnect um a hemisphere of the brain so when you say disconnect does that mean turn it off or well they they leave it in place but they disconnect the um neurological messages from reaching the other side of the brain that was the intent of the surgery right yeah. It sounds terrifying. It was scary. Yeah. It was a very scary thing at first to consider that this would be our option. Um, and then, you know, really as medication ceased to be effective, 
um, increasingly our only option, really, yeah. for for Noah's I mean, if he's, if he's having the the fizz in the head every two to three minutes, you've not got many choices. No, yeah. we were between a rock and a hard place yeah. in making a decision for our little six-year-old boy. Yeah. So you decided in to, to have the operation, what, a month and three days ago? Oh, sorry, you decided before, but it was eventually scheduled for a month and three days ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we After Easter, we came back in May for a medical workup, which was over a week. They did lots of testing. And um, we joined a website for parents um, who have children who've um, had a hemispherectomy surgery. And then we went through a lot of investigating particular types of surgery and then uh, we came back on the 11th of August. We were scheduled for hemispherectomy surgery right. at Sydney Children's Hospital in Randwick. And it, it's meant you've had to leave Broken Hill because you, you can't do the the thing in Broken Hill anymore. You need to be closer to hospitals. Yeah, the, the rehab that's required for Noah in the, the coming days and weeks, months and even years uh, just aren't available in Broken Hill. So even though we, we were quite settled in Broken Hill and really enjoyed living out there and we'd been out there for seven years, we were we were forced to, to move on uh, and uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to get a transfer with my work. So we're going to resettle in Dubbo and, right. and we've got better rehab. So you're there. kind of between houses at the moment. We have no address. Right, <laughs> no fixed address. <laughs> Ronald McDonald House. Okay. Now let's go to actual coming up to surgery and um, uh, what goes through your not mind the night before your, your little boy is going to have this kind of operation? I, I had the pleasure of, of being in Noah's room the night before and uh, I spent some time chatting with him about lots of different things, uh, about what the medication involved. So in the in the days and weeks leading up to the surgery, the whole conversation with Noah was, we're taking you to the hospital in Sydney to get your fizzy heads or, or the fizzies out of your head. And mm-hmm. so that was a, a target for all of us. And that was the way we could. And that's, a, that's really oversimplifying mm. brain surgery. But for a six-year-old, that's a great target because those fizzy heads were leading him to falling over and all sorts of problems in his life, which we discussed earlier. And uh, so he was he was keen, but of course apprehensive because being in a hospital, um, which he has been quite a few times already, he didn't like to be there. But by keeping him sort of focused on that on that target, and and we just talked about lots of things and. We're a Christian family, and and we talk a lot of, a lot about having a, a personal faith in Jesus Christ. And and I, the night before that surgery, wanted to make sure that it was pretty crystal clear in yeah. his head, as clear as it can be for a six year old. And yeah. we talked about that because um, they do they do warn you with any sort of surgery, but particularly neurosurgery. There's you know there are complications that can happen, and and so we were mindful of that. And so. Uh-huh. It's it's pretty serious the night before the things that go through your head, but that was a great opportunity to spend that time with Noah mm. chatting about those things. Kath, you prayed over the surgeon's hands. <laughs> yeah, I I did ask that you know ask her if she wouldn't mind us doing that, and she such a lovely lady, um, Dr. Erica Jacobson, and she um, she didn't mind at all 
and we prayed that the surgery would be successful, that God would still her hands and guide her to disconnect the areas that needed to be disconnected and successfully so. Mm. So operation day and what's going through your mind? In a way, there's a sense of not really wanting to be there and yet at the same time praying you know knowing that this is where we need to be right now and praying that god will just intervene and be over and through and beyond the day in big ways to guide us beyond surgery and into the future we were praying for the best possible outcome i think we had a lot of prayer going on that day Mm -hmm. not just Mm -hmm. us but family and friends all Mm -hmm. over the world were praying for our little boy i remember ringing you a couple of hours into the surgery and you outside the the operating theatre, but you couldn't do anything. You were just waiting, and and it was no news as good news because it means they're still going, which means it hasn't gone wrong yet, do you know? That's correct, and it, um, it did go longer than we had um, been told it might go. And so how long was, were you told it was going to go? We, we were told anywhere from um, sort of 10 to 12 hours. We were – but – Optimistically, I think they were hoping for something like, you know, eight or nine, mm-hmm. but it did go the full 12 hours. 12 hours. So, yeah, towards and, and, and the you're end, just thinking, we were. How can anybody concentrate after 12 hours of that kind of detailed work? Oh, millimeter by millimeter surgery. It was, yeah, I mean, I know that they have to have breaks in mm-hmm. there for their own sanity, but yeah, no, 12 hours of, and that's also, um, having them go under in terms of general anaesthetic and stuff like that and stabilising the patient. So it's not all the fine neurosurgery, but a lot of there is a lot of time in there (laughs) operating Mm. on our little boy's head. Yeah. Um, And so what happened? They came out and they said it's it's not done yet or um, not finished. Yeah. Look, um, Noah was very stable throughout. The uh, anaesthetic team did a great job and he was stable throughout, but he, he just, they called it oozing. He was bleeding a little bit more than, than uh, they would have otherwise liked. And because it's a long uh, procedure anyway, uh, they hadn't quite finished, but they did, um, they did what they, they call most of it. And um, we have a, a great neurosurgeon who's quite conservative and likes to be safe, which mm. we as parents think is terrific. Yep. And she pulled out when she thought um, that it wasn't guaranteed to be safe uh, for much longer. Mm. Um, and we're happy with that. And it may mean one day we might need to go back and have further neurosurgery, but we are five weeks out from neurosurgery and we haven't seen one seizure. Isn't that – that's you want that's to say pretty praise special. God. Praise God, absolutely. Yeah. It's incredible and amazing. And yeah. life looks bright. Yeah, with our little boy, it's um we have over the course of the five weeks, he's been slowly returning to us, and it's like regaining a child, and it's such a precious reality to be living in with him and seeing his body heal and seeing his cheeky little personality come back to us is really exciting. Returning to you, yeah. We call it the slow awakening. But every day we see something return that we forgot we lost. And that's that's Because it was amazing. such a gradual process to yeah. lose mm. our To lose his personality. Yeah, really. over the course mm. of a year. And, you know, as he went under more and more seizures. And 
then to have him return to us um, over the course and quite quickly, really, over mm. five weeks, um, you know, little mannerisms and things like that, ways of thinking, questions, 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 lots of questions. We love his questions and um, the inquisitive mind that, that is Noah's to have that back is, yeah, it's wonderful. And um, you came out of hospital on Friday. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We went in on the 11th of August and, and we, we were released on the 11th of September. Uh-huh. So. And this weekend, spin at Ronald McDonald House at Ramwick. Yes. Yep. And then what's next? Tomorrow we pack up. We have a little family holiday to regroup, so we're all under the same roof for more than one night. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and then we slowly head out to Dubbo to start the next chapter of our life. Wow. And yes. two weeks' time, you start a new job. Yeah, effectively. Same organisation, different base. So, yeah, it will feel like a different job. Great. Yeah. How have you felt God at work in your lives through this? In big ways, guiding us and leading us through it. And in the detail, um, mm. looking after us because packing up to leave a place that is so remote and isolated at the same time as seeing your child get worse with seizures right before surgery was very stressful. <laughs> mm. And, um, you know, knowing that we wouldn't be moving back to Broken Hill, that we'd be moving on, um, it was, yeah, the stress level. I think we had quite a lot of stress going on and being able to make it through that. And um, we, we had a great church family and community out there mm. supporting us through all of this. And they... Um, they loved us in the midst of going through such an ordeal and were able to see us through. But it was really God teaching us to trust him mm. and cling to him and to find our strength and comfort in him. Mm. Thanks so much for coming and sharing that story with us tonight. I'm going to pray for you now. Thank you. Great. Thank Pleasure. You. Our guests have been Kath and Otto uh, Peters, and uh, we're going to pray for them and their little boy Noah. Our Father God, you are the one who is in control over everything. We thank you uh, that you are in control, and we thank you that you've looked after this little boy and uh, for the miracle of healing that you've worked in his life over the last uh, five weeks. And thank you for the joy that it's been for Kath and Otto to see their son come back to them and uh, and that slow but actually very quick return. Um, thank you that you kept him safe through the surgery Thank you for the skills that you've given to the surgeons. Um, and thank you that you've uh, been at work in Kath and Otto's life and in the, the, at work in the lives of their wider family and friends as they've needed to rely on you, to trust you more, to depend on you. And we thank you for this in the powerful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. 2CH, it's... Uh, 22 minutes past 10, 1300, 13, 1170 is our number. Coming up next week on 2CH, another great week of 9 o'clock specials. Join us on Monday for Tom Jones. It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Every Tuesday night, the stars of rock and roll. You should have started something. Wednesday, the Broadway stage. 
Hey, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we would love it if you could hop over to the Apple Podcasts app and give us a rating and review. That helps us in the rankings and lets other people discover the pastor's heart. And again, if you are able to help us out by being a financial partner, go to our Patreon link, patreon.com slash the pastor's heart.